Welcome to the 2020 fourth annual Spoilers Oscar Pick'em Show. We got almost a full boat here tonight. Like I said, this is the fourth year that we've done it. Very excited. Uh, We'll go over the rules here in a second, but let's first quickly introduce our contestants. First up, first timer, Corey, Kylo Ren memes. Corey, you said this isn't really your thing, that you're not usually good at this kind of stuff. How are you feeling going to tonight? Are you nervous? Are you excited? I'm not really nervous, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to (laughs) lose. (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I really am not good at Oscar predictions and that kind of thing. I really don't know anything about the Oscars. I, Either is Stevie. Don't worry. Why is it just me, Brett? <laughs> did you look up odds? I don't understand odds either. But I did look Same. up some random movie reviewers' predictions, and I asked someone who knows about this kind of thing, and I got her advice. So we'll see how it goes. Brought in a ringer. Uh, the voice you just heard was unfortunately last year's low man on the total poll. The guy who paid the punishment episode, Mikey. Did you look up odds this year? Are you are you feeling a little bit more prepared? Uh, no, like Corey, I also don't know how to read odds. But <laughs> I mean, you know what? I kind of relish these uh, Oscar Pickham shows because it's a chance for me to actually host a show. Because I always usually end up losing these, so <laughs> I cannot wait <laughs> to finally get to host a show again. It's been a while, <laughs> Mikey. It's been a long time. It's been since First Blood. Uh, who's hosted more recently, though? I think most recently on Turner and Hooch. Probably our resident Oscars ex- expert, Brett. <laughs> what percentage did you finish at this year as far as these movies go? No, I'm not done. Where, where are you at right now? Uh, probably 84%, I think. Wow, exact number. What was the biggest surprise that from this list that, that stood out to you? Like Something that you weren't going to watch normally, but you watched it because of this, and you're so glad that you did. Well, I'm going to get ripped on for this. Uh, I would say Richard Jewell last night. Ah, nerd. <laughs> Brett was ripping jewels and watching Richard last night. Or the one I watched today. <laughs> Pain and Glory. We'll get, to that one in, yeah, we'll get to that one in a second or a little bit longer. But making his return to the Oscar Pick'em show, I think uh, you won one year or something or you lost one year. I don't remember, Stevie, but you're back. You're not skating on ice this year. Mm. How does it feel to be back in the Oscar Pick'em episode? It feels bittersweet because I'm waiting for these awards just to go away at some point. But until <laughs> that day, I like being on the pod with you guys, but I'm really just waiting for the whole award system to blow up. I'm in a much better mood than I was last year. Last year we were at mid uh, but. Best popular movie controversy. They were cutting categories from the ceremony. There was Bohemian Rhapsody last year, wasn't there? Or Black Panther. They canceled Kevin Hart, who everyone loves. Uh, Stevie, how do you feel about the no hosts this year? Does it damper your excitement for it at all, or are you just eh? Are you just over it? How is it? How is it not Billy Crystal every year? Or I mean, I, I think it was Bibiani even said, "Do the Muppets? The Muppets would be Ooh. a great host for the Oscars." <laughs> That's a really good call. You know, Pappy loves the Muppets. I mean. Have someone host. It feels weird not to have a host. Brett, he's the expert. Have him host. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be political enough. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, I am your humble host tonight, Pappy. And the way that this works is we're going to run through run through these categories really quickly. Uh, give a little bit of background on, on some of the picks for each. Uh, when we're done, each of our contestants will have one pivot, meaning based on the other contestants' responses, they can pivot out of their guess to try and better improve their chances of winning or not losing. 
at the end of the Oscars, whoever scores the most points will choose a punishment movie for whoever has the least amount of points. The most exciting contest in all of podcasts. But let's get started to it. Animated short film. The nominees were Daughter, Hair Love, Kipple, and Memorable. We have almost a unanimous uh, vote for Hair Love, except for Stevie went for Sister and I went for Kipple. Uh, no CGI movies this year, Brett. I know that you watched this crop. How did you feel about the live or the animated shorts this year? I didn't get to see them all, but I, the three I saw were pretty strong. Uh, Hair Love was strong, but Kit Bull was my favorite. But I think Hair Love's going to take it. Okay, so that again, that's the, the least important. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention this too, like I did last year. And you go on the sheet, or as we read off these picks, in the event of a tie, which is actually going to be very likely, uh, the tiebreaker will be the farthest right on the spreadsheet, or the last that we read uh, to most recent, or to the earliest that we read. So, best picture would be a tiebreaker, if not best picture, best director, best actor, and so on and so forth. So, our second least most important, the live action short film Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club. The Neighbor's Window, Saria, and a sister. We got all over the place here. Kylo, Kylo went with The Neighbor's Window. Mikey went with Nefta. Brett went with The Neighbor's Window. Stevie went with Brotherhood. I went with The Neighbor's Window. The odds-on favorite is Brotherhood. Stevie, is that why you went with it, or did you not look at odds? Dude, I year? didn't watch any of these, all right? <laughs> I just saw the word Brotherhood, and I liked it. It was, it was, it was weird. I didn't, Family. I didn't love it. That's a word I can relate to. Family, yeah, bro. I told you, Pap, I didn't look at Vegas or anything this year. I literally saw the word Brotherhood, and I was like, that seems like a good Oscar-winning pick. <laughs> You pulled the, the odds on favor. A lot of family themes. We got sister, a sister, brotherhood here in the shorts. But moving on to the documentary shorts, let's just power through these. In the absence, learning to skateboard in a war zone, if you're a girl, life overtakes me, St. Louis Superman, and walk, run, cha-cha. Kylo picked learning to skateboard. Mikey picked Tony Hawk pro war zone. Brett picked learning to skate. Actually, we all picked learning to skateboard, which is the odds on favorite Kylo. <laughs> Tony Hawk pro war zone. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, did you, Kylo? Did you get uh, insight from your buddy, from your from your sources on on this pick? Not on this one. This is like uh, me stealing another film critic's pick. So <laughs> that's like half of my picks. Which <laughs> film critic can you say? I, I don't remember. It was like some like New York Times film critic or something. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not Matt Neglia, we're all fine with that on this podcast. Oh, that was it. That was it. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, the next category up is makeup and hairstyling. We all picked the odds on favorite bombshell, uh, except for Mikey, who picked 1917. Mikey, did the squishy body have anything to do with this pick? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think this might be my pivot. I don't... Bombsh- I was trying to think of what Bombshell was, and it's the one with uh, about the Fox, Fox News. News yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, one dude, makes more sense. If you can make those women look human, like, <laughs> yeah. you're going to win an Oscar. <laughs> that one makes more sense, and seeing that it's now the favorite, I think I might pivot. Okay, you don't need to use your pivot yet. Do you want to wait, or you want to lock in now? Oh, I can wait? Yeah, you or? can wait till okay. the end. Yeah, I'll wait. Okay. Yeah, it's for Bombshell. You need to bet $10 to win one, a prohibitive favorite. Uh, the costume one, a little bit more closely contended. Little Women is the favorite. We have Kylo picking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Mikey picking Little Women, Brett picking Little Women, I picked Little Women, and Stevie picked Jojo Rabbit. Uh, yeah, I, this is a tough one. I feel like the Academy's going to award the dresses of Little Women. That'd be a good one for our special guest, Renee, to talk about. But I have it on good authority that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to win that one. That's all I'm going to say. What does that mean? <laughs> I can't say. Insider info, bro. I like it. 
Well, do you have any insider info on production design where Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is nominated again along with The Irishman, 1917, Jojo Rabbit, and Parasite? Another real mixed bag from the group. We got Mikey and Brett going 1917, Kylo going with the favorite, and myself going with the favorite Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Stevie picking Parasite. Stevie, the production design, this is like, if not the hardest, I would say the second hardest. What do you think is the narrative behind Parasite winning? Is it the fact that they kind of like made everything themselves or, or whatever? Just bringing everything to life with a mix of like actual practical effects with special effects, as well as, I mean, you saw like the inside of that home, as well as like the slums where they did it. All those being like built sets, I think was incredible. So I think it's Parasite to me. I think the production design on every one of these picks is like so well deserved. Like yeah. they're all so yeah. good. It was really hard for me to land on one. I thought Parasite was the weakest until I realized it was all on a soundstage, and I was absolutely blown away by that. Like, I, I would never would have guessed that in a million billion years that it was all on a soundstage. So, for real, I, yeah. I could. You gonna pivot? No. I, well, I'll save my pivot. <laughs> uh, let's go into the the sound categories. These can be confusing uh, for people. We talk about this every year, but there's a nice alliteration to help you remember. Editing, effects, mixing music. Sound editing is the sound effects that are created for a particular motion picture. Mixing is the level at which the sound is all kind of harmonized and and brought together. So for both of these, 1917 is the favorite. For editing, the effects, Kylo picked 1917. Mikey, Brett, and myself picked Ford v. Ferrari. And Stevie picked 1917. Uh, Let's do the mixing one, too, real quick. You got to pick war movies, man. For mixing... uh, (laughs) Yeah, Star Wars. Kylo picked Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> Mikey picked Once Upon a Time. Brett picked 1917. I picked 1917. Or sorry, Stevie picked 1917, and I picked Ford v. Ferrari. Brett, you're predicting a split here, I see. Uh, yeah. Uh, I saw that like eight of the last ten have been the same, which is uh, I heard the Oscar uh, whatever, they're going to vote on combining them, which I wanted to know what you guys thought of that. Boo. Hate it. I figured you guys wouldn't like that. Yeah, that would be... There's so few below the line categories already. Why the f are they trying to like get rid of one? I don't. Yeah, just cutting out the production guys shine. I mean, more. that's yeah. I Combining mean, those two would be wrong. I think it's too far. Like different categories. I'll say this though: if they cut one and added like stunts or something, I could potentially get behind it. I but mean, that should just be one already too. That. Those guys risk their lives to do stupid stunts for movies. They should have their own category already. It'd be kind of sad, though, like if they started doing the stunts category like this late in Jackie Chan's career. Yeah. <laughs> Plus with CGI, uh, is like yeah. how much is actually still being done. The logic I'd always heard was that it was going to sort of escalate until uh, – Stuntman killed themselves for an Oscar, but I thought that seems a little <laughs> a little silly. Uh, 19, 1917, the favorite, but not a big favorite in either category, uh, which brings us to original song. We already had a podcast on this. I'm not going to linger. Uh, we talked about the nominees, but we're all going with Rocket Man. I'm going to love you again, except for Stevie, Into the Unknown. Stevie, why are you picking the second best song from Frozen to win this? Because it's Disney, Pap. If they're not going to get nominated for Best Animated Feature, you best believe they paid for this award. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Like, it's so dumb to think they didn't pay for this award. It's going to win. Original score, again, we had a podcast on that. Check out our uh, 2020 Oscar Music Podcast. But we all went with Joker, except for Mikey, who went with 1917. Uh, I struggled with this one. Oh, you struggled, bro. Well, first, Mikey, I want to get your rationale behind the uh, 1917 pick. 
yeah, I think I said it in the music podcast. Uh, it was either between this uh, 1917 and Joker for me personally. And I knew you guys were choosing Joker, so I decided to do 1917. Like I said, I think both of them are great and are great at building lots of tension for the movies. Brett, are you going to abuse your pivot to change from Joker to Star Wars The Rise of the Skywalker? <laughs> Is that what? <laughs> no. What was your conflict? Uh, I was just reading. I did a lot of research today. And, like, I, Thomas Newman, he's, like, a legend. But did I read that he's, like, 0 for 12? Yeah, he's never won. And, like, people really like him. And this was a really good score. And they thought if there was an update, uh, upset, it would be this one. And a lot of it, too, like, like I mentioned on the Oscar music show, there's a big push to get a woman to win this award. But I don't know how many people are going to see that name and know it's a woman because it's not an, an American name. Um, visual effects. Uh, <sighs> Avengers Avengers Endgame. Remember, guys, remember when Avengers Endgame came out and everyone said it's got to get a Best Picture I w- nominee? Boo. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was like, what, three years ago? I'll say this. Like, I haven't heard anyone bitching about that, which just shows how strong of a year it is. But also nominated was The Lion King, Star Wars The Rise of the Skywalker, The Irishman in 1917. Uh, we got Kylo. Brett and myself picking the favorite 1917, not a big favorite, and Stevie and Mikey going Avengers. Stevie, do you think Avengers can pull the upset here? The whole movie is visual effects. I agree. <sighs> I mean, I think that's a good award for I something. I was hearing, though, that a lot of people in the... Why can't I think of the word? Uh, not committee. Whatever. The academy? The, yeah, the academy. The, the academy Twittersphere? think a lot like Martin Scorsese does in that they're not going to pick a movie like that. So the tricky thing is, is that the Academy demographics have changed so much. Like, I wonder, like, like, honestly, what percent of the Academy has been involved in a Marvel movie to some capacity? You know what I mean? That's true. Acted in it, like did Mm. something for it. Good point. I, yeah, I, I think that's a really good pick, Stevie Mikey, for a, for a fresh upset, a category that is not fresh the, for an upset. These awards are paid for, so I, I think, like, Disney would strong arm him on this one. A category that is not ripe for an upset is the foreign language film. We all guess Parasite. Disagree. It is the, it is the heaviest favorite, Brett. You would need to bet a hundred dollars to win one dollar. Vegas is so confident that Parasite's gonna win, but you said you just saw Pain and Glory. How good is it? Is it worth is it worth our time? I think it's worth your time. The thing I worry about is what they worried about with Roma last year is that they thought that, well, it's going to be do so well, I'm going to vote for something else. And they said that if that happens, Pain and Glory's got a really good shot. I think Parasite's going to win, obviously. I'm just saying I think that's a strong money bet. If you're going to bet a few bucks on something, it's f- f- plus 5000 So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just throw 10, throw 10 bucks down and see what happens. Um documentary feature we have the obama factor american factory mm-hmm. uh the edge of democracy honeyland for sama and the cave the reason i say the, the obama factor is obama's production company produced it mm-hmm. and he's tweeted about it and that has made it the prohibitive oscar favorite but i've heard from people that the edge of democracy is the best did anybody see any of these i watched Not like one. 20 minutes of american factory uh edge of democracy it was really good i just got really tired no, I haven't watched any of them. I watched 20 minutes of Honeyland on Netflix, and it was pretty fantastic, but it was also kind of sad and in another language, so we stopped watching it. It's uh, on moving Netflix? on to. 
<laughs> no, on Hulu. Sorry, oh. I may have said Netflix. Moving on. Hulu. Uh, film editing. I. You guys may have noticed one of our most prolific hosts, uh, Josh, is not on the podcast tonight. He is a film editor. I asked him what Jojo Rabbit did to earn a film editing nomination, and he said, quit being so bitter. And so that's <laughs> literally all the feedback he gave me. But nominated alongside Jojo Rabbit were The Irishman, Ford vs. Ferrari, Parasite, and Joker. Uh, for our picks, we got Mikey, Stevie, and myself going with Parasite, and Kylo and Brett going with Ford v. Ferrari. Kyle, that's a really strong pick with Ford v. Ferrari. It is a tied with Parasite for the best odds. This is the closest. Uh, Struggle with that one, too. Mm -hmm. What set it over the edge for you, Kylo? Corey? Um, Well, I wasn't really sure about this one myself. And like I said, I'm really bad at these kind of picks. So I did a little bit of reading and kind of recollection as I was going through it. And I think Ford versus Ferrari does have really strong editing. Like, I remember feeling like those races and being like really like drawn in and the editing's a big factor in that and that's just kind of the direction mm-hmm. i ended up going i i could see the irishman also kind of swinging in as an outside uh underdog you know with a movie like that some people might not want to pick up a, a three and a half hour movie for editing yeah but, but i mean there's a lot <laughs> they of editing wouldn't dare. <laughs> that goes into it so tbd on that one cinematography our boy roger deakins uh leading the way with this one uh, prohibitive favorite coming off at uh one to 50 you have to bet 50 dollars to win one we all went with him uh the lighthouse which did a podcast on was also nominated joker which did a podcast on was also nominated once upon a time in hollywood which also did a podcast on was also nominated but mikey you picked the lighthouse uh what what drew you into that the, the colors and the the general look of it uh, i mean i didn't watch the lighthouse uh, if colors. I had known Deacons was the guy, I would have chose 1917. 1917, so this might be another yeah, 1978 losing this one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just from what I saw from the trailer of The Lighthouse, it looks pretty amazing. So I thought it had It's a- incredible. Yeah. It was one of my favorite movies of the year. So good. Love it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this might be a pivot. Willem Dafoe absolutely robbed, though, Brett. Can you can you admit that? Oh, yeah, Dafoe no, I, didn't, I, I, I liked the movie yeah. uh, quite a bit. I think he was definitely robbed, and I thought... My boy was awesome too. So, who's your boy again? Robert Pattinson. He has so many. He has uh, so many boys. So many boys. <laughs> my boy. He's got boys. He's got men. He's got dudes. Rose. He's got dude probably my favorite he's got working dudes. actor. Dudes, homies. <laughs> he's even got a dragon named Toothless, which brings us to our best animated feature film category, where How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World was nominated along with I Lost My Body, Klaus, The Missing Link, and Toy Story Four. Personally. This is the category that caused me the absolute most strife to try and figure out what would win. Same. Toy Story Four is the favorite. Uh, you'd have to you'd have to bet ten dollars to win nine. Uh, Pappy or myself, Stevie, and Brett all went with Klaus. Mikey went with the favorite Toy Story Four. Kylo went with Miss, Missing Link. Stevie, we talk about animation a lot. You and I both on the podcast and just kind of on our own. A lot. This is really tough, isn't it? As far as like animation goes, I think Claws and um, I Lost My Body are like the strongest as mm-hmm. far as animation. Anybody else watch I Lost My Body? Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Really liked it. Incredible. Um, but I don't know why. Uh, I actually appreciated the animation of Claws the most, even though it did get really corny with its soundtracks. Uh, yeah, I think... This is a tough one, but I think Klaus, ha- Klaus has it. The soundtrack to Klaus is inexplicably bad. It is all so it's over like the place. It's like 2007 bad, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's rough. What? <laughs> and Sorry, I'll go back to you, Stevie, real quick. I 
think that the narrative that I'm playing is that the Oscars are literally in a fight for their life. They are so afraid of Oscars too white, Oscars so white, whatever the hashtag is, and that they're, they're feeling the criticism of not nominating a woman director. There's a huge controversy around Toy Story 4. Do you remember that, Stevie, real quick? With Rashida Jones yeah. and her leaving the project, even though she's given full story credit. Yeah, that just kind of went away. No one's talking about that. No one's really talking about like Rashida Jones like bought brought Toy Story four to life, and I think it's the twenty five percent rule. Twenty five percent of her story still exists in that movie. So uh, yeah, wow. definitely strange. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's like a it's like one of those things where we we I forget what I think we talked about it on Aladdin where there's like this is like the same thing where there's two sets of credits. There's like Rashida Jones and someone and someone else and someone else. There's like four four names and like two sets and, and she left the project complaining about pixar's culture i don't think toy wow. story 4 is a smart bet here but at the same time i thought it was the best overall film of, of any of these but that, that was too much time spent there let's move on to the screenplays first with adapted screenplay the irishman jojo rabbit little women the two popes and joker it feels like we're talking about the same movies over and over and over again. That might be in part due to the shortened season, but we all went with Little Women except for Brett, who went with JoJo, which is the favorite. Brett, is that what drew you to JoJo, or, or what? No, what? I this one. I, this is the one I struggle with the most. I did so much research on it. Uh, like Little Women won uh, a writers' award early, but JoJo just swept the uh, uh, NAFTA and not NAFTA. Um, the last two, the Screenwriters Guild BAFTA? awards and. BAFTA, so uh, that's usually a pretty strong indicator who's going to win. What the British know? <laughs> I struggle with it, though. It's so hard to pick against my favorite movie of the year. Like, I I just, I don't know. I would be surprised if JoJo won, but at the same time, like you said, all those precursors are pointing one way, and Vegas knows more than I do. But original sp- screenplay, we had Marriage Story, which we talked about doing a pod on. We didn't. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Knives Out, 1917. We're all going Parasite, except for Mikey, who's going uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Kylo, I know you weren't the biggest fan of Parasite, but do you think it was good enough to win Best Original Screenplay? Oh, absolutely. And look. Definitely. I, I tend to knock movies that I don't have, like, in my top five. It's not that I didn't like Parasite by any means. I think it's a really good movie. I liked it a lot. It's just that I don't think it quite reaches the level that some people are saying it does. Same. But it's very good. Um, yeah, I think it'll probably win. But, you know, like I said, I don't know shit about this. Mm-hmm. Um, these next few are the actors. There's not a lot of controversy or many interesting things to talk about we did have some dissenting views on these supporting uh actress and actors uh kathy bates was nominated for richard jewell and actress in a supporting role along with laura dern scarlet jojo rabbit uh johnson florence Pugh, and margot robbie laura dern is again a prohibitive favorite coming off at 25 to 1 but mikey i think that if there is going to be an upset in the acting categories that you pegged it with Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. I was uh, surprised to see these odds. I thought everybody uh, was really hyped about Florence Pugh, like about everything all year. So to see her not be the favorite was kind of surprising. It's a very good value bet, by the way. Um, I saw a lot of people saying that she should win. Um, and she was really good in that movie. So I, if you want to put some money down on that one, that's not a bad one. The thing of it is, is like every year we leave the Oscars and there's at least, there's almost always at least one upset, one where you could have won a lot of money. And this feels like the one 
where you could win a lot of money that I got to honor her for what she did in uh, Fighting With My Family. And Stevie, a movie we talked about, Midsommar. How weird is it that she's dating Zach Braff, Stevie? Mm. It's strange. <laughs> I mean, she's dating what, Chicken twi- Little. <laughs> she, I mean, he's what, twice her senior? Something like that? Twice, yeah. Uh, it, it's a tad odd, but I mean... I'm still kind of bummed that Midsommar didn't get any nominations whatsoever. A production design, a costume. Production yeah. design, cinematography. Cool. Um, even Florence Pugh nominated for that. She did incredible in that movie, as well as original screenplay. So Didn't Hereditary get snubbed no, no nominations last year at all? Yep. Yeah. So the Academy is bass-ackwards on a lot of things. I think Midsommar is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, another like, like these acting categories aren't that fun to talk about because the, the participants in this have just or have been sweeping the precursors. That's Brad Pitt and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mikey wrote stupid, sexy Brad Pitt. Uh, we all went with him. Uh, also nominated was Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, uh, Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is a sleeper pick. But Kylo, you picked Joe Pesci. Is that your heart talking or your brain talking? <laughs> it's neither, man. I, look. I was trying to figure You're this list talking? <laughs> trying to figure this list out at work. Someone I know that doesn't know shit about movies came over and was like, it's probably gonna be Joe Pesci. And I was like, <laughs> I, that's, that's very unlikely, I told him. And he said, that's why he's gonna win. And for some reason that like <laughs> he's got the second best odds. That creeped into my head, like that's why he's gonna win. Because it seems Remember, unlikely. Brad Pitt's the only one in this category who does not have an acting Oscar already, so Oh shit. That's he's to due. his benefit. That's pretty insane. Is Brett? Is this? I think you think you mentioned this to me in passing, yeah. like after you saw this or something. That is this the one that you want the most or are rooting for I don't, the most? I don't care about any other Oscar. If Brad Pitt's the only thing I care about is that Brad Pitt wins this Oscar. I want him to win so bad. If he loses, I will be absolutely devastated. Would you be as devastated if Joaquin Phoenix doesn't win actor in a leading role? Who we all picked? Uh, I think. Well, okay, let me go through the categories real quick. We have Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Antonio Banderas, Paid and Glory. Stevie, is Leonardo DiCaprio being semi-snubbed here? Is this not a better performance than he gave in The Revenant? Yeah, The Revenant was a Lifetime Achievement Award. Definitely. <laughs> uh, he was exactly good at it, what, though. Exactly what I think Joaquin Phoenix is for Joker. Um, if I had to pick with my heart, I would go with Leo, or even Adam Driver over Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I think this is kind of a lifetime achievement award for Joe Quinn. Brett, there have only been two. Uh, this is this is a sure thing. Basically, it's a twenty to one favorite. He's going to win. Brett, once that happens, there will only be two characters who have garnered Oscar wins for the person playing them in the history of the Oscars. Do you know who those characters are? Oh crap! Uh, Vito, Godfather. Yep. Yep. Don Corleone. And it would be the Joker, uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying there were two others. No, 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 Heath Ledger and the Joker. So that would be pretty historic. Uh, what isn't good? At, well, okay, let's see what we got here. This is this is interesting. So actress in a leading role, Renee Zellweger has been sweeping the precursors. She actually has the lowest odds of any of these Oscar uh, or any of these actors that we talked about at ten to or at one to ten. Um, but she's nominated along with Charlize Theron. Cersei Ronan, Scarlett Johansson, and Cynthia Ervo uh, for Harriet. We are all over the place. Kylo picked uh, Renee, Pixie Bomber, Zellweger. Uh, Mikey picked Cersei Ronan. Brett picked Renee. Stevie picked Scarjo. I picked Renee. 
Brett, real quick, I'll go back to you. You actually saw Judy, right? Yeah, I saw all these. Thoughts on Judy? The the movie's mediocre. She's she carries it. Hmm. I mean, but it's yeah, it's it's not a good it's not a great movie at all. Never even uh, heard of it. Uh, just a fun fact: that Cynthia Arrivo wins an Oscar. She will be the youngest EGOT winner there is at thirty three, already with an EGOT. Holy shit! So she's got a chance on this. She's actually got that's a good money bet for her and the song. That's another good money bet. She sings that song at, uh, for ha- Harriet. So she would win the Oscar for the song? And that would she could win it for either. Oh, she could wow. win it for e- she, if she wins an Oscar mm. on either of those two, she has an EGOT at 33. That's pretty Jeez. impressive. Almost as impressive as Sam Mendes potentially winning oh. his his second Oscar. Uh, we got Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, Sam Mendes for 1917, and Todd Phillips for The Joker. Kylo went with Sam Mendes. Mikey went with Bong. Bong. Brett K. went with Sam Mendes. Stevie went with Bong Joon-ho. I went with Sam Mendes. Stevie, I know earlier the talk around Parasite wasn't as positive. You shared the opinion of a lot of people that it's an absolutely fantastic movie. I just want you to talk about it real quick. Uh, what 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 did you love about Parasite? Because we've done a Bong Joon-ho movie together before. Yeah, we did. Okay! Uh, <laughs> every time, every time. Uh, but um, that was a good movie. Yeah, this movie is incredible to me for the fact that it really flips itself on its head about two thirds into it, and the way it does it actually makes sense for the entire movie. Um, it be- it's really two different films stitched together so flawlessly, and that's honestly what I enjoyed the most about that movie. It's uh. I don't love the ending, but that's the only thing that I didn't love about it. And I would say when I look at the list of best pictures, we have Ford v. Ferrari, uh, which would probably be the second best sports movie to win if it won, uh, right between Rocky and um, what's the running movie, Brett? The British running movie? Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire. But you could also say Million Dollar Baby. That's true. I'd probably go Chariots of Fire for Million Dollar Baby. You have The Irishman. You have Jojo Rabbit. You have Joker. You have Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Parasite, and 1917. For my money, Parasite is the most original of those. Uh, I mean, like, Little Women, that movie's been made three times. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of Hollywood. It's a war movie. It's a race car movie. It's a Scorsese movie. It's it's basically a Mel Brooks movie reborn in in the 21st century. But the reason that I'm picking Parasite is because... I just think that the Oscars are terrified of the Oscars so white narrative. I think that's a much, much, much bigger deal than people realize that that they are internally freaking out about that narrative. And even though 1917 is a favorite, uh, you'd have to bet two dollars to win one. I just, I just trying to picture what's going to be like to wake up Monday morning and do the Oscars grab headlines if 1917 wins or do the Oscars grab headlines if Parasite wins? I think the Oscars grab headlines if Parasite wins. Happy, you got to put yourself in the boomer mindset, man. They're going to double down on this shit. In the boomer mindset. (laughs) Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Oh, so funny. Let's go through each of you guys just just for best picture and give your quick rationale, Kylo, on why you picked 1917. To me, it just seems like the safest best picture movie of the group. And I mean, it is great. All of these movies are great. Agreed. And I just feel like this, like World War One movie, and like the style in which they shot it, that director. Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to take a risk on 
what would otherwise be the second favorite parasite. I think that, like I said, they're going to double down on what's traditional, and we're going to be seeing that for a while. Boo, Mikey, why did you pick nineteen seventeen? Uh, you know, Pap, you bring up a good uh, point with the whitewashing of the Oscars. So, I, I mean, nineteen seventeen, I think, is a great movie, but. You do bring up a good point. It's like uh, maybe our choices don't really matter at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe this is all just a farce. Uh, but I think I really think uh, Bong Joon-ho might get the director and then they'll give the best picture to 1917. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they'll just split the difference that way to try to appease people. But uh, 1917 is a great movie. I mean, I haven't seen some of the other ones, but... From the ones that I have seen, 1917 really stands out. Mm-hmm. For the record, I, I would just like to say my cons- conspiracy theory is I think that the Oscars are uh, even less uh, even less honest in the Democratic uh, nominating uh, process <laughs> for the primaries. So I think that these awards are very rigged. But Brett, I know you have a lot of reverence for the Oscars. We did the every Best Picture reviewed show. Uh, 1917, is that, why is that your pick? Uh I think it's it's probably my favorite movie of favorite film of the year, and I think it's the best film of the year. So um, I think it's just they love war movies. Um, they do. I mean, they killed it with the camera work. I mean, the cinematography, all that stuff. I think it just all came together perfectly. And um, kind of like what Kyla said, I thought Parasite was great, but I thought it was overrated. And last but not least, uh, before you guys give your pivots, so start kind of thinking of those if, if that is something you want to do. Stevie, why don't you round us out with a little bit more on Parasite and why you think it'll win Best Picture? The way I look at it, the Oscars, it's no longer celebrating art. Yeah, I think the way I look at the Oscars now is it's a show. Kind of like what you were saying, Pat, like what grabs headlines? And so I think Parasite winning best picture grabs way more headlines than another world war one or world war two movie like that like that's every year a war movie like a biography and i think parasite really stands out amongst like the best pictures as far as originality goes um same with like scarlett johansson winning best supporting actress like she grabs so many terrible headlines and if she won an oscar i think (laughs) Twitter would lose their minds <laughs> and everyone would be talking about the Oscars. Because at the end of the day, the Oscars truly is a reality show. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, and plus Parasite. If Uncut Gems was nominated, that'd be my pick in a heartbeat. Uncut Gems, I think, was yeah. the best movie of the year. But um, Parasite, close second. Mm-hmm. So, Parasite. And more importantly, too, the Oscars are a commercial for the American studio system. There's never been a foreign language film to win best picture and i think you know statistically speaking it's unlikely that america's made the best movie every year for the past 90 years that's just kind of a a silly thing to say uh but that that's our that's our show uh we are going to get into the pivots now i would like to get these recorded on the air for posterity i I will go first as much as it pains me i'm fucking kicking myself little women is my favorite movie of the year but i gotta go with the favorite Jojo Rabbit for all the reasons Brett gave for the adapted screenplay. I like Jojo Rabbit, but it's just winning too many precursors, and I think it's it's going to win. Um, anybody else want to pivot? Uh, just just go ahead and call it out. I'm going to have to look. I'll pivot my cinematography 
to to nineteen seventeen. Roger Deakins. Okay. Got you, Mikey. That makes us all united in cinematography. Stevie, any pivots? Mm. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Uh, hold yeah, well, Stevie, uh, Kylo, and Brett look so. Basically, if you're if you're looking at it in the event of a tiebreaker, uh, we would have Kylo, Mikey, and Brett all picking 1917. Then Mikey would drop off for directing, so it's Kylo and Brett all the way aligned until you get to actor in a supporting role, where Brett picked Brad Pitt and Kylo picked Joe Pesci. <laughs> Kylo, I see you hovering over the cell. This could be a potentially punishment movie deciding or victory deciding <laughs> pick. Are you going to pivot it or are you going to stay true Look, to your Joe friend Joe Pesci is not going to fucking win. I want to switch to Brad Pitt. It's, that's why we have this. So Yep, that's good. That's probably a good one. So that brings the tiebreaker for Brett and Kylo all the way down back to adapted screenplay so that could be a pivotal early category uh we have the same yeah you guys are all the same column u through column a b so it would be uh adapted screenplay tiebreaker for you too uh all right pap i want to change my pick okay yep i think everybody's getting a little too chummy i want to change my cinematography from uh, 1917 to the lighthouse bold move cotton wow <laughs> deacons already has his man he's already honestly got that it. would be my pick as well, if I was just thinking, like, which one do I think looks the best? Lighthouse was incredible, mm. and it looked incredible, so, yeah. Those odds, though, stunning. Man. I can't go against those odds. That might be the those thing that would make me happiest, would be that Lighthouse upset in cinematography, because 1917 is going to win plenty of awards, I'm sure. <sighs> Brett, do you have your, uh, um, your pivot? I think, yes. I think I'm going to pivot, and this is going to change me from Kylo again. I am going to change my film editing from Ford vs. Ferrari to Parasite. Ooh. Thought we were bros, Brett. We are. <laughs> we're the same. Family we have Parasite. Bro. We are not the same, you and I. You're in a Ford, I'm in a Ferrari. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to say you were not the same, I am a Martian. <laughs> there we I go. misread that one. So that breaks everyone picking uh, Parasite except for kylo on editing and that's our 2020 oscar music show no post show the next time you hear from us whoever wins we'll be picking whoever lost uh punishment movie in regards to this uh coming up soon is the forrest gump episode but thank you for listening enjoy the oscars and take it away golden spoilerman enjoy the oscars that's a good one Spoilerman here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, Click on our Orange Spoilers Bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. 
Man, I can't believe looking at these lists now, it's like Joker, really? All these nominations? Eleven. That movie was crazy mediocre. What? I thought it was so good. I thought it was good, but I thought it was the worst one of the best pictures. Well, there's a lot of good best pictures this year. Definitely. I think if you take out Joker or JoJo and put in Uncut Gems, this is literally, like, the best. Like, by far the best. I keep forgetting Uncut Uncut Gems. Gems, yeah. How did Uncut Gems get snubbed across the board? (laughs) I don't... There's a a theory about it. Was it just too late? I think it was... I think it was he was arrogant on uh, like a talk on the late night talk show that some people think it rubbed the voters the wrong way. Who the Safety brothers? No, it was Adam Stand Sandler. Oh. That would be yeah, so he, so petty <laughs> to, to do that. I too. mean, he was like tweeting stuff like, "Oh, this is the one" or whatever. This is uh, you guys are going to respect me after this movie and stuff <laughs> like that. But it's just like all in jokes because he knows that he makes shitty movies for the most part. He does. I listened to a podcast about him, actually, like due to the way he manages his production company, he can basically make a shitload of money off doing these like really small movies or uh, doing these really bad movies that actually aren't super financially successful. He somehow like makes a lot of money, kind of like Juve Bowl, except without like the weird German investments. <laughs> but yeah, he Shadow makes, companies makes a shitload of money. Shadow Happy Madison. Just as an FYI, I ate something like 45 minutes ago, and I've been feeling really sick since. So 